Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis. I'm filling in for lukewarm Luke Owen this week. We have the Dark Order's own John Silver, aka Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hi. How's it going? How do you feel about the John Silver uh, references? Because initially the joke was John Silver's a jobber, he's beaten all the time. Ha ha. But now everyone mm. loves John Silver. Yeah. I mean, he's he's super charismatic and super awesome, so I don't mind being compared to John Silver. That's fine. Um, I will say it, my Twitter mentions do get a little bit grating sometimes because anytime John Silver does anything, someone <laughs> tags me and be like, "Oh, Pete, I didn't know you did this thing." It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, it's the first time they're telling that joke. Might not be the first time you've heard it. Do you ever? Has anyone said? I mean, I'm gonna do an obvious joke now that you've probably heard 20 times already. I think it's good. Chop Silver. No one has said that before. <gasps> Are you just saying that? No, I'm I'm being legit. No one has okay. ever said that. Well, at least that I've seen, no one has ever said that to me before. What do you think? Yeah. T-shirt? T-shirt? You thinking T-shirt? Mug? T-shirt? Mug? Can I get, get a it. mug? Yeah. yeah. Can I get a print? A print? WrestleShop.com. Mobile get phone cover. There right now. Chop silver. Yep. Chop silver. Done. Anyway, speaking of people that are in AEW, let's talk about AEW, where uh, some people that were not in AEW actually made their debut on the show. Oh my God, it's the Super Elite. Isn't it going to be great? Let's talk about it. Dear God, that segue was awful. You're welcome. For my money, top five shows they've ever done. Uh, I feel like I'm saying that every other week at the moment. I thought last week's Brody Lee tribute show, which you and Luke very, you know, beautifully reviewed last Thursday. I'm, 
I don't think I would have been able to have done it. Was it you and Luke? It was you and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I thought that was one of the best shows in a different way that they've ever done. The freaking winter is coming episode at the start of December. Just AW a, a year after their launch, uh, just hit their stride completely with dynamite. Yeah, they've been on such a good streak lately. And I mean, it was already like good before, but there might be the odd episode here and there where you'd be like, I mean, it was okay. Some of the matches weren't great, but, you know, spilled into something, that's fine. But since like November, December time, they've been absolutely killing it every single week now. And yeah, for you to say it's like a top five episode, it's like, that's some stacked competition. Uh, mm. I know a thing or two about stacked and that was stacked competition for to be one of the best dynamite episodes and yeah and this is just night one of the new year's smash because we've still got another one next week yeah i don't think next week's gonna be as good i don't see how they can be that's not me like nagging aw i just can't really comprehend how they top this week i mean it's amazing that they put three all-time great shows not just of dynamite but of wrestling tv wrestling weekly episodic tv as a genre they've done that without fans yeah yeah How good would these shows have been with fans oh man imagine oh i, I was actually genuinely thinking in this show because you could hear you know the, the the fans that are in attendance the the limited number they've got you can hear them through various points on the show and it just caught me at one point i was like oh man i just want full attendance again mm. Obviously, we can't have it now. I understand safety precautions and all that jazz. I'm not saying they should have full attendance back right now, but God, I miss like just chance and just people getting into like everything that happens. You know, like those really hot crowds that just get into every single spot of the whole night. Man, I just miss it so much. Uh, also, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all of the show, what made it great because it wasn't just the end angle. Uh, also, oh, just before we get into talking about the super elite, <laughs> happy birthday. Chop Silver from Giant Hogweed, 851 there. Giant Hogweeds, uh, 1 through to 850, already taken. Yeah. Happy birthday, Chop Silver. It's a new year. Can't, can't believe this is getting over. It's so dumb. Ah, producer Rich is like, is it actually your birthday, Pete? No, it's Rich. It's always it's, his birthday. It's never my birthday. Well, Tony Khan makes me feel like it's my birthday every single freaking Wednesday night or Thursday morning is when I watch it. Because after this excellent Kenny Omega, Ray Phoenix match, truly, truly, truly great main event. You're like, OK, what? You know, there's seven minutes left of the show here. I smell an angle or, or a huge beatdown. And mm. that's what happened. Moxley comes out. He starts beating up Phoenix. Phoenix obviously lost. Uh, sorry. Omega beats up Phoenix. Moxley attacks Omega with the barbed wire baseball bat. But who should run out to save Omega? But the Good Brothers, the Impact Tag Team Champions, making their AEW debut. Mm -hmm. Quizzlemania Tag Team Champions <laughs> <laughs> making their AEW debut. <laughs> yeah. So they came out and they just beat everybody up they hit a magic killer on moxley and then the the thing that really sold me on this angle because i was like okay good brothers here like it's still a really cool moment and i really enjoyed it but you know it's to be expected you know kenny omega's come to impact you'd expect good brothers to go to aw but then 
everyone from the crowd, the wrestlers from the crowd, just started swarming in, trying to break up this beatdown of Moxley. And then they just started killing them all. Literally, they just run up on the barrack, uh, onto the apron. They just knock them off. Every single person. There was just bodies all over like the outside of the ring. It looked so, so good. They looked great. Great yeah. first impact. It was a great visual, and it was so cool to see them there. This was the angle we were supposed to get over a year ago with the first episode of Dynamite. It wasn't meant to be Jake Hager. The Young Bucks have since said, oh, no, that was meant to be the Good Brothers and AJ Styles attacking the Young Bucks in AEW to start their era of TV. Now, just to be a little bit, this, this is so hypercritical, and I hate that I'm even saying this, but, you know, that's what we do here. Uh, JR said, because I was like, why isn't anyone coming out? You know, the whole idea, the, one of the great things about AEW is that baby faces help baby faces. And JR says, well, the reason they're not coming out is because they're so scared of the Good Brothers and Omega. And I actually was like, you know what? That's at least you explained it. I, I, I don't mind that. Uh, but then when members of the crowd started to get in, so it was Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. I was like, oh, but that... <laughs> That completely contradicts that, you know, two of the sort of undercarder guys were tough enough to to help out. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I, it was still an absolutely amazing segment. And like you said, it was it was surprising, but it was something we've seen coming. You know, we've been talking about this, speculating about it for ages. What I thought was just a, a brilliant layer on top of it was then the Young Bucks come down and they end up helping, but not in that sort of, he's getting hard in here kind of heel reveal as we've come to expect from AEW and the elite storylines it's far more psychologically complex than that matt and nick jackson are conflicted they're coming out here because they've got history with these guys they didn't look like they wanted to be helping kenny but they did and at the end a very reluctant too sweet to close the show yeah it was it was so so good right i mean just the just the history of having the five of them in the ring together doing the two sweet hand gesture which for legal reasons they couldn't call the two sweet mm -hmm. hand gesture um and correct me if i'm wrong just as a quick tangent you know when they got the cease and desist didn't they also get the cease and desist to do the hand signal isn't that a thing because it wasn't just the name i thought they were banned from also or you know they got the cease and desist for the hand signal as well it was on merchandise Oh, okay. I right. Think that that makes I more sense. The specifics, but I, I imagine it would be like, because you can't ban someone doing a hand signal. You yeah. can't own a hand signal, but you it's can WWE. own that. <laughs> They're lawyers. But you can <laughs> own that image on an item, like to be printed right. on an item of merchandise. Okay. That makes more sense. It's just because I remember them not doing that after they got the cease and desist. So I was like, maybe I've conflated the two there. But anyway, yes. WWE are was... so powerful that they can trademark bits of people's body. Yeah, I'm sure they can. <laughs> <laughs> if they can find a way, they will. Um, but yes, just seeing them doing the two sweet hand gesture in the ring again, in an AEW ring, all of them holding gold as well. The mm -hmm. AEW tag champions, the AEW champion and the impact tag champions is like, what an amazing visual that is. It's so, so good. It just throws you right back to, you know, the, the pre-AEW days of, you know, when, when the Bullet Club was super hot in New Japan. So, so good. Um, if, I'm gonna, if you're going to be hypercritical about something, it's my turn. Um, I'm always complaining, Pete. I know. I'm just so negative. Um, again, like I said, hypercritical. But for me, the timing of this was a little bit weird in that 
Young Bucks came out, and I was like, okay, for it. And they're trying to reason. They try and just speak to them. As Griff Garrison and I think it was Brian Pillman that were holding um, Kenny, they go in and super kick both of them. But it happened almost like immediately. And it, I, I almost feel like it would have been better for them to just have that moment of being like, uh, should we help look at each other maybe and then go for mm. it? I feel like it would have been a slightly better... Re- it's Because it's not a reveal, but it seems like it was more of a big decision if they ponder it for a second and then do it. Um, and of course, the show kind of prematurely ended slightly yeah. because it was um, just a timing issue with them. Like when they, they threw up the two sweet, the Young Bucks joined, but they didn't quite get to fully do it. And you didn't get the full impact of the thing before the show ended. Again, hypercritical because it was still awesome, but I just would have preferred the timing to work out a little bit better. So it would have had the full impact. But that was just my my view, but still awesome. Yeah, I guess the camera work could have been better. You have some close-ups on Nick and Matt. They're like, oh. but it was mostly shot in in just a, sort of a wide lens. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, so hypercritical that that is yes. like to, 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 some stuff you can't even fix. They're, they're producing this stuff live. That is something you could do in a, in, in a post edit if it was pre-produced. Um, but the I, t- I just thought it was such a cool way to close the show. It just gave me something I. I didn't know I wanted so much. They did it before uh, in the Elite storyline with Hangman Page and Omega, where, you know, I think it was Omega ran out to save the Bucks. And I was like, oh, that's great. They're getting back together. And then Hangman Page just wandered out too. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that part. <laughs> it's AW do this all the time uh, in such a great way. And after the show and sort of a post-match promo to Alex Marvez, Don Callis said, Next week, the elite are back together. It's Omega teaming with the Young Bucks in a six-man tag on the show. Yeah. And I mean, this even goes back to the very beginning of AEW. I mean, obviously, they've got all the history pre-AEW. But even in AEW's own history, the first few shows before they had Dynamite, you know, Fight for the Fallen and Fight of... Not Fight of Fest, but it Fight of Fest they had? That was some of the first few shows they had. There mm. was the... um all of those uh, tag matches where they had Kenny and Young Bucks versus others. Um, I forget the name of the one that was at the, the, um, the con, the video game. Oh con. yeah. Uh, that it was one. Fest. It was Firefest, Yeah. Um, when they came, when they came dressed out in, in their cosplay and all that jazz. So it's like that even in AEW's own history, Kenny and the Bucks have so much of it. Um, and just even playing off that, is amazing it's just mm-hmm. it's just yeah like you said you have all these story elements that are just lodged into your brain that you just you just push back and then they go and what about this thing that you forgot about and you go oh yeah isn't that great yeah it's it's a great way to tie everything together and to make it make sense as well it's great i've just seen this comment in the live chat from kenny He's mm-hmm. got a question mark. And I actually think this is a good reading as well. I disagree with Pete. I saw it as them instinctively helping Kenny without thinking. Yeah. So it's like the Bucks just saw Kenny being manhandled. Boom. Didn't even think about it. Instinct. Super kick on Griff Garrison. Uh, I think both readings are valid. Um, yeah. But yeah, I uh, just thought it was interesting to bring up. So they're having a six-man tag next week. Who do you put them against? Um, Gun Club. <laughs> they both so got Pentagon club in their name, Ollie. 
their heels. You can't you can't really do an inner circle one, although that would be big time. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is on the card. I and I don't. I mean, the big money would be Hangman Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. But oh, that I, would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you got to surely you hold off on that. But you know, it is a big it is a big night being the second part of New Year's Bash. Yeah. But I mean, some of the other trios that you'd think are already in action, or at least some of their members are. Uh, I know it. It's death. It's true. It's death triangle. Because Kenny isn't had. Pa isn't Pac in action next week? I thought he was facing Eddie Kingston. Is he not? Oh, if he is, that wrong? does my Lance Archer then chucking a Lance Archer. He's always yeah, like Lance Archer part now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so, so, because obviously Omega took on phoenix in this but then uh the family beat up death triangle afterwards sort of it, it was a, a implied that callus had some sort of hand in arranging that uh but longer term after next week wh where do you see this going we've got hard to kill with impact next saturday so mm -hmm. after next wednesday's show and then you know you've got a five-man group if the bucks stay with them we never got that blood and guts match it's true. You're not wrong. Oh, man. I don't know, because you kind of want them to be this ultra-dominant faction for a while across AEW and Impact. Who's going to stop them? Hang it, hangman Page. It's got to be Hangman. Page. It's got to be Hangman, right? Because it's like, we all thought it was already had Hangman versus Kenny, and we can't wait for Hangman to dethrone Kenny down the line. But it's going to be Hangman dethroning Kenny at the peak of the super elite. Like that's good. No, the super elite would win, but you can sort of beat hangman page in those multi-man matches and right. still have page versus Omega as something down the line. That's what I'm saying. It would be hangman versus Omega down the line and he would dethrone Omega. That would be kind of the downfall of the mm -hmm. super elite and hangman would be the one to do it. And that would be great because this, not even all the history that they've got with Hangman and Kenny, which they've already been building up for the eventual Kenny Hangman stuff before all this Super Elite stuff happened. But then you've also got Hangman being part of Bullet Club, part of all of the history with them before. And also the history of the AEW Championship itself. Hangman yeah. Page was the first ever challenger for that <laughs> in the inaugural Jesus match. Christ. It's a story that spans the length of the promotion as top title as well. I love it. I freaking, freaking love this company. I've been so happy all day. Uh, and I was so happy last week. I, I Happy in sort of a, a sort of poignant way, you know, after the Brody yes. tribute stuff. I just, I've never seen, I, I haven't really spoken about it on here, but I've never seen an episode of wrestling TV done like that. Uh, and it's, you know, it's got to be the greatest tribute show that's ever been done um, yeah. quite comfortably. Uh, I, I it was it, tremendously powerful, uh, and then to to sort of go into this and oh, I love them. I love AEW. Call me mm -hmm. biased. I don't give a crap anymore. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon, who get loads of exclusive content and podcasts, and they also get their own nickname and a shout-out on this show. They do. And also, if you head over to our Patreon, if you are a $25 or above Patreon backer, the suggestions for WrestleTalk Extra for this month are up. So you get to suggest what you want to see uh, Mr. Davis and Luke Warm review for January. And if you're a $5 backer, you get to listen to it when it comes out. Gotta be a rumble. Gotta be a rumble, surely. Almost certainly. Uh, Right. Thank you very much. Cheat pops in the comments, please. The roller coaster, rubber the caster. Woo! Thank you very much. Also to Ronald Coleman, baby. Thank you very much. Very much. The blacksmith, Jason Smith. Woo, yes, Woo. thank you very much. The mayor of Painesville, Dan. Woo, Dan, Dan, thank you. Dan. Dan. Ryan B. Bad. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. 
Yes. Thank you. You can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Woo. Thank you very much. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Yes. Thank you very much. Brian, Disco Stewart. Disco Stewart. Thank you very much. Uh, Shield Maiden, the Zornese. Woo. Woo. Thank you very much. Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Woo. Thank you very much. And finally for today, Rob Steiner, Recliner. Woo. Thank you very much. Uh, let's look into the hyper chats. Get your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Scott Young says, Imagine if Vince wasn't such a boring old man. Then we'd get the Messiah and the tribal chief saving Moxley. Then we would have Shield versus the Elite, and the world would be a good place. Imagine that. Oh my God. Imagine a world where we could get Shield versus Elite. It won't happen. I mean, I. Even if Vince isn't a boring old man, they're in different companies. Like I, I doubt, I doubt they're gonna they would work together in any stretch of the imagination. But just imagine though. <laughs> of all the adjectives to describe Vince McMahon, boring <laughs> is not <laughs> what I would use. Jobber no. JJ four nine six. Hello lads. Quizzlemania was great. LOL, Mister Davis. Chad Gable. Did you hear about this? Nope. Let's move on then. Speaking of Quizzlemania, the Quizzlemania Tag Team Champions just invaded AEW. Gallo's saying to Mox, how many rounds are there? Yeah. Did he say that? Did I miss no. that? No, but imagine if he did. <laughs> Looks like an invasion to me. Uh, Elite versus TNA stars in Blood and Guts. Oh. I yeah. Think, I think the, uh, the story, especially if it's an AEW-hosted show, which it would be, it needs to be the Elite versus AEW. I think that story is mm -hmm. a, you're talking about a different story if it's an impact invasion of AEW. Why would the the super elite care about impact stars invading AEW? They care about themselves. Yeah. Totally. Uh Bacon Rasher with sort of a everyone send your thoughts Bacon Rasher's way here. Hi lads. Sorry I've not been here recently. Sadly had a covid loss on the 27th of December. Thank you for the support you give just with the videos that helped me get through New Year. Do you think Tamatonga would welcome Super Elite back to the Bullet Club or is that done? Jan, that Jan. Um, well, firstly, thoughts your way, Bacon Russia. Um, and secondly, I don't think he's all that excited about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, he did a tweet of him just like shaking his head at uh, a tweet from, I think it was Gallows that tweeted out the, um, the picture of the five of them together. And he just did a shaking head gif in response. Because um, he's just kind of stayed with Bullet Club as everyone's kind of come and gone. Tonga's just still there. You know, re repping it, still going strong. But I think people benefiting off the Bullet Club's name without using Bullet Club's name is probably something that riles him up a little bit. Yeah. If I had to guess. Uh, Sat. Unpopular opinion, the Impact tag belts are just as bad, if not worse, than the WWE ones. I'm guessing he means by design, mm. and like not the actual prestige of them. Besides that, both AEW and NXT were incredible shows last night. I'm very happy. What a I haven't the new year. Yeah, I haven't seen NXT, but I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, mm. um, seems like it was also a 
great show. Um, although it looks like Kyla Riley and uh, Finn Balor may be injured again from their, from their title match. Maybe just take it down just like just a little bit so you don't get injured in your title matches. Yeah, but it's a work, guys. Yeah. Do they know? Yeah. Uh, Logan Heath, all I need in my life right now is Adam Page and the Dark Order versus Kenny Omega, backed by the Super Elite. Please, just please. Uh, Matty Mikowski, hey guys, Bullet Club for Life. That main event was freaking awesome. Five stars. And oh man, the reveal of the five of them together and the two sweet was just fantastic. As to where this goes, I have zero clue. Would love for you guys to fantasy book this real quick. I think we 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 kind of yeah. already did. We kind of did with the blood and guts, hangman page, dark order. Yeah, exactly. I mean, me and Luke last week were saying like, where does dark order go from from here, really? And we said, well, they got to be baby faces, like just straight up. Having them align with hangman and trying to get down the super elite, that's amazing. That's a great way for them to go. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. Aaron Buck should show up at Hard to Kill. I yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, mm -hmm. Leon Quashi. Uh, wow, what a debut for that ammunition gang. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely saccharine. <laughs> uh, great show, and NXT was great too. This is uh, this is that. That's the second chat that's done that. More of that. Both shows yeah. can be good. AEW's great. NXT is great. We live together. Yeah. Beautiful, guys. Johnny Dangerous. Good Brothers looked amazing. Death Triangle versus Omega and Good Brothers will be amazing. Jam that jam. Uh, yeah, I think that, I reckon that will be what happens next week unless Pack is tied up, like Pete says. Michael I Dominguez. So. To argue your hypercriticism, Chop Silver, Bucks immediately super kicked a jobbers holding Kenny was a reaction when someone hits your friend. They did that with Mini Shield reunion at Survivor Series when Ambrose reigns and Seth on different brands. Yeah. I, I can t I totally understand people viewing that way. It was just my my initial reaction when I saw it was like, oh, it would have been, I would have preferred them maybe to do this, but yeah, can totally see that. I think both interpretations are equally valid. Uh, Benny Boy zero zero four. So young bucks show up at Hard to Kill to help Omega and Good Brothers and set up a tag. <gasps> oh my god! And set up a tag match against Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, That's what they want. Totally. That's what they've been tweeting about. Yes, of course. It yes, come on. It's too perfect. They can't. They can't not do it. Come on now. It's gotta be. <laughs> Thank you, Tony Khan, for having so much money. You're doing what we all want to do. Yeah. You're playing with everyone else's toy. <laughs> Christopher Jazzcat. Oh, sorry, Bobby Stevens. Uh, Kenny and the Bucks versus Motor City and Rich Swan. Uh, they got the Good Brothers one beforehand. I think that would be a bit weirdly repetitive, but mm. I, I prefer the Benny Boy one. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat. So Pete, usually Jazzcat swanders in with mm -hmm. a terrible hot take. So yeah. let's, let's brace ourselves. Okay, here we go. The Bucks and Kenny have got to go against SCU. Ah, that's a good idea. They set it up this week with Daniel saying he won't team with Kaz again if he loses. They said that they would always be there for the Bucks. Now the Bucks have turned. Exactly. They said, yeah, they'd be for them unless they're challenging for them for the AEW tag titles. I think, yeah, that that's a, a good direction for SCU. I think that might actually just be a thing for Super Elite to get even more super duper over as a heel group is split up SCU, beat them and have them split up. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I, I would like that to see that further on, though. 
because mm-hmm. you want to tease out this Bucks. Are they with them? Are they not? Sort of vibe yeah. for at least for a totally. King Mark fifty three revived four horsemen versus Super Elite Feud. Yeah, get a bit more Bucks FTR action. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, DX Solo who gave a fantastically generous donation last night on Quizzlemania. Allison and my dogs were fast asleep on the couch. Allison's uh, DX Solo's wife. Uh, at the end, I managed to keep my excitement quiet, but when the Young Bucks helped Kenny, I pulled a full Tom Cruise <laughs> and leapt onto the couch and shouted, scaring the crap out of them. I'm in love! <laughs> so good. I like that. I've never I've never gone full Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. You never go full Tom Cruise. No, never. Uh, the jam, one Ryan B. Jam, just two more. Don Callis never said Kenny and the Young Bucks for the six man. He said, well, tag team champs, meaning it could be Good Brothers with him next week. And I'm pretty, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said the Bucks. I didn't I watch watched it, it this morning, so I could be wrong. Uh, he said, well, tag, uh, bold prediction, Anna J and Dark Order at some point will be champs this year. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, R2C Godoy. I believe the Super Elite won't last all that long. I think the Good Brothers will interfere on Young Bucks versus SCU when that eventually happens, which will piss the Young Bucks off and start a feud between the two teams, ending with Kenny aligned with the new Impact AEW champs, the Good Brothers. I mean, I, I wouldn't want them to do that because I'd want the Super Elite to last longer. This feels like a much bigger deal than a short-running storyline um however the idea of the good brothers holding the impact and the aw tag championships is also pretty good and also the quizzlemania tag team championships which is the most prestigious of the bunch triple champions mm. yeah they have those four belts draping from them and then the little the little <laughs> crappy, the crappy 2D, 2d trophy yeah uh, finally, James Hanley, my wife is new to wrestling and didn't know who Gallows and Anderson were when they attacked. I had to tell her that they were Southpaw Regional Wrestling Zone, Tex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad, and then she recognised them. Of course. Smart. smart. Uh, well, getting all of your hyper chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. But for now, let's get on with the... Uh, well, actually, should we say thank you to everyone who was on last night's Quizzlemania stream? Uh, because we raised almost £7,000 overall for the... Uh, oh my God, I've forgotten the name of the Brody Mayo Lee. Clinic. Mayo Clinic, uh, which was the place that treated Brody Lee uh, at the end there. So that's, that's enormous. That's, I'm sure that's going to help them enormously. Thank you so much, everyone who donated. Someone donated £1,000 which is nuts. That's bonkers. Yeah, thank you. And that means Tempest has to get Jam That Jam tattooed on his arm. Yep. Yep. It'd be great. What a baby face hero. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Does anything for the fans, that guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. Last night, uh, the show opened, and I hope Jim Ross opens every episode of Dynamite with this line from now on. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Yeah. 
every show has been doing that lately i know raw did it immediately afterwards and i think smackdown did it and last week's AEW. i just hope that AEW keeps it of all of them and they just keep that as a as a running standing thing going forward that'd be great beautifully subtle tribute to brody uh i thought the commentary for the entire show was awesome i i'm i love chris jericho i get if he could be obnoxious to some but i i was in fits of laughter mm -hmm. yeah he's very good and you wouldn't think a four-man booth would work but they all just it just works it it when it works it just works what do you make of jericho you know he's sort of shouts a lot do you like it as a I haven't really spoken because um, I, I love it. Yes. I I get the feeling that at some points in the show it grated on me, but I now can't think of any examples of that. So maybe mm. I'm just wrong. Maybe it's just like they're only very minor instances because the things I'm thinking of are the very funny things that he says and how he puts people over and all the positive things. And I actually can't remember the negative things, so they're probably just very minor. Uh, well, the opening match was the Young Bucks and SCU versus the Acclaimed and Hybrid 2. Uh, I thought, you know, this was a good way to raise up the Acclaimed and Hybrid 2, and the, but it was mostly just a showcase for the Young Bucks, which they really should be the way they are the tag team champions. Yep, this was great. Uh, really good fun action. Uh, I actually really liked the Acclaimed's rap beforehand, despite with John Cena's and you're the Genetti's, that's not a <laughs> that doesn't work they were never a thing together um but yes no the match itself was actually very very good really fun and yeah loads of them um, playing off the history of seu and young bucks as well which is great um uh, with the with the finish of both of them helping it was great yeah i love that it. they were they were setting up the melter driver but nick was uh decided to do this sort of fake out moonsault to the outside so daniels hit the best moonsault ever into the melter brilliant brilliant combination move and yet yeah, sets up that story perfectly for when you know you've got to think down the line in, a, in the next month or so these two teams are gonna have to one of them is likely gonna split up the other because after that kaz cuts a promo reminds everyone about the next tag team match loss they're gonna split up and daniels wants to go for the belts yeah yeah, it's great. I, I I love the the stipulation of them saying next time we lose, we're we're going to split up. I think it's going to make a lot of um, it will make what could be a somewhat mediocre story. It adds an extra really intriguing layer on top of it. Um, yeah, it's very good. Much like the rest of the show, it was very good. What do you get a show that's already got everything? You get them a goddamn monster truck. A monster truck turns up backstage. It's really just a bit to promote the Go Big Talent show, which is the reason Snoop Dogg was on the show to cross-promote it. It's on TNT. Cody's a judge. I I thought we were going to get more monster truck. <laughs> In, hmm. I, I, I don't want more monster truck. I'm sorry. I, I don't want more monster, monster truck. Trucks. I as a concept or on a wrestling show? Pete, they go broom broom. <laughs> I used to be I used to be taken. I used to be taken when the monster trucks came to town every year. They came to town near Dartford every summer. And I would go, despite having crippling hay fever. Because they picked up a lot of dust and allergies into my eyeballs. But I loved it. 
was crying most of the time, but I loved it. After that, we got John Moxley making his return. Uh, sort of, I know he did the promo for Brody last week, but this was the first full-on appearance of Moxley since losing the belt a month ago. Boy, I've missed him. And he cut a just cut a really good promo. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, that the amount of like fire and stuff that he delivers with his cadence is so unique to Moxley. It makes him such a a a a person that stands out just with his promo style as a whole, the way he kind of goes more intense and then packs off a little bit and talks very quietly and slowly and then comes up with more fire again at the very end. It's so, so good. Um, and yeah, just really got, got across this point that he might be helping Phoenix later in the night if Kenny tries any shenanigans, um, which was nice to keep him kind of sort of involved in the AEW title picture and keep him as, you know, high up on the card. It's great. Really good promo. They're doing a great job of positioning Moxley, even though, you know, he's a tweener. He does break the rules, but he, he said he's violent, kind of is what I mean. He he said he wants to protect the integrity of the belt. And I thought that's based on how he lost the belt to Don Callis hitting him uh, with the microphone. I think that's a, just such a simple story uh, to base this all around. I cannot yeah. wait until they fight again. Like talking of long running feuds and, and ideas and arcs with Hangman Page earlier, the Moxley Omega story. It's been going since Double or Nothing 2019. Yeah, I was... You get like an, an installment every six to eight months. Mm-hmm. That's long-term that's... storytelling. Not doing the same match for four eight, four months. I know, yeah. Um, that's Moxie's debut in AEW. Mm-hmm. His very first night in the company. That story's still going. Forever linked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before we move on, we I saw an idea in the chat. Um, mm. Ollie Thority Monster Truck? Can we get one? I mean... <laughs> Does everyone get a pay rise or, <laughs> or get a monster, monster truck? truck. <laughs> monster truck. Uh, after that, we got uh, Dasher talking to Chucky e. T and Orange Cassidy. Unfortunately, Trent Barrett has suffered an injury. Pectoral tear? Uh, yeah, partial pectoral tear, I think. It's going to be out for four to five months, which sucks because Trent is awesome. He's been brilliantly protected on tv like he always gets those showcase moments so miro and kip sabian sort of go up to them josh and miro chucky t sort of rashly challenges miro for a match and if he loses he will become miro's young boy young boys are what they have in japan to sort of do everything for the veterans it's how you sort of become a young lion so you've got to work your way up and you know you you literally wash their clothes you give them massages shower them i don't know uh so i think that could be quite funny if chucky yes. loses i want chucky to lose yeah i kind of do and then I, i'd like him to stay the young boy for the next four to five months and then trent comes back and saves him from that i think that would be the way to go that is the way trent has to have a match to save chucky t exactly Yay. yes yeah that's Love the way it. yeah uh up next, talk about a show that's got everything. We've had monster trucks. Now we get monster men. Wardlow versus Jake Hager was awesome. Yeah. So good. Like, big beefy lads doing big beefy things. I'm always for. That's great. Athletic big beefy lads doing athletic big beefy lad things. I'm even more into that. <laughs> I, I've like, I've not seen all that much of Wardlow. 
like from from the time from the first like video package that I saw of him and his debut uh, with MJF, I was like, okay, so he's a big lad. Cool, got it. In more recent times, though, goodness me, he's very good, isn't he? He's very good. Um, just like his sheer athleticism and just obviously the the power that he's got, but the speed as well is absolutely like insane. And he's really a good technical wrestler as well. He's genuinely got like. And he, he cut a a, um, a pre-match promo in like a little cutaway screen just as the match was starting as well. I was like, man, he can cut a good promo as well. I was like, man, Wardlow's like, he's really got some strong potential in him for the for the future, for sure. Yeah, they really choose their moments. I think that's a, a big part of how he's gotten over because we're kind of conditioned over the last 15 or so years. Oh, there's a big guy. Great. They're going to get all the opportunities. When... AEW have taken a very different track. There's the big guy. He's already good, but we're going to keep him in the background for a long, long time, even though he can go. That cage match with Cody impressed everyone. That was his debut. He had the tournament match where he was incredible. Like That was a, that was a brilliant match. And I remember the closing line for that match when Wardlow won. JR said, and a, a man, like a big man who can move like that is money. And you, you felt like... JR truly believed that. Like mm-hmm. more th- like more than anyone almost. Wardlow is one of the most exciting young stars AEW has. And I'm like, you know, Jungle Boy, MJF, Wardlow. Uh, so this was a huge win for him because Hager is massively protected too. Wardlow mm-hmm. is has got a great record. Oh, that's another thing. Because it's a new year, all the records are reset, the rankings are reset. So yeah. That one loss against Kobe from 2020 is is wiped, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really good match. Wardlow hit a swanton bomb, a really impressive F10 at the end to win. And yeah, Jer- Jericho being on commentary, the inner circle, the rest of them watching from the ramp. I loved it. Yeah, it made so much sense. It literally, as you mentioned in your um, editor review, it's like the inner circle were just like, okay, we've got two big beefy guys who've got a bit of attention. Let's let let's let them let it out in the ring, and then we can all move on. We're all pals. Let's just let them have a fight, and then we're we're all good. And it was just like a an honor based thing. After the match, they both fist bumps. You know that it wasn't like any sort of like oh the inner circle splitting up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to, MGF cut a, a very sincere pep talk for for um, uh, Hager in the back as well. It was like, so everyone's still getting along. It's just like they just want to be really good at wrestling, which is what you want. So it was, it was great. It was perfect. It made so much sense. We can talk about that backstage bit now because Hager was angry. MGF goes in, does the pep talk. And Hager said, I was ready to deck you when you walked in, but... Actually, thank you very much for those words. There was no like, oh, but actually, I didn't mean it. Facial mm-hmm. reaction shot from MJF. It was it was done sincerely. And when MJF joined the inner circle, I was like, okay, I know the wrestling. I yep, they're gonna break up. But AEW, even though I know that's gonna happen at some point, AEW have now made me invested in MJF and Wardlow. In the inner circle, I the inner circle is now includes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that they, they they just are in the inner circle now, and I think it works so much better now because you've got Jericho that's on commentary more than anything else, 
I think him kind of taking more of a backseat role in the inner circle and allowing MGF and Wardlow and all the other guys to shine in the inner circle, I think is going to be great. And mm. they still positioned the very, you know, the front and center mouthpiece as MGF of the inner circle with all these moving parts around it. It's, it's great. It's very well done. Yeah. Well, as my, as my second favorite match on the card would have been mm-hmm. my favorite if yeah. the main event wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got private party backstage. They've got the gin, but where's the juice? Hey, it's Snoop Dogg. He's turned up. Here's some juice. Snoop Dogg's on the show. There's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I love that Snoop didn't really get what was happening. He's like, here's some juice. And they go, Dad, juice, yeah, you're the best. And he's like, mm-hmm. He's I'm just going to stand here now him. a bit. Yeah. It's cool. I'm going to stand here while Matt Hardy talks about some other stuff. That's what I want. That's what I want from yeah. Snoop Dogg. Just standing yeah. there being Snoop. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Hardy, what is he? Is he their manager? Is that the idea? Y- yes agent sure one of those he signed it he's worked out a contract for them and they get to keep their own cameo accounts a jab at the wwe stuff of course yes uh so probably like the weakest segment on the show was is the next one not because it was bad just because it's kind of a bit fillery a bit repetitive mm-hmm. uh since sting debuted he has mostly just come out to look at people and he did that for a year in WCW <laughs> in the mid nineties, and it was very successful. But I, I, I get the sense of a, it's a bit of a treadmill situation. Uh, it was a weigh-in for Brian Cage and Darby Allen. They'll have a TNT title match next week. Uh, Brian Cage weighed in a full hundred pounds heavier than Allen. Team Taz are going to do their usual beatdown, but Sting comes out and they don't. Yep, uh, it was okay. Um, I I liked that. At the very least, Taz cut a promo during like Sting's entrance. His music was still playing, and Taz was just like, "I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you." Next week, we are going to see a new TNT champion, which was which was nice. Um, he didn't say he didn't just say, "I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you." He said over and over again, "I'm sick of snow." Yeah, no, it's goddamn snow. He was cutting a promo on the fake snow. <laughs> Um, and one thing we didn't mention as well is there's a new TNT Championship uh, design because mm. um, they retired the old one last week to Brody Lee's son. Um, so yeah, new title design, which I think is better than the other one. Yeah, it had a black strap, didn't it? Yeah, it's got a, a slightly different um, plate as well on the front, which I think looks better. Personally, it's probably not finished. No, probably not. Never is. Uh, but yeah, that it was just more of the same. It wasn't bad. It was it it was entertaining. It just wasn't one of the mm-hmm. best things in wrestling I've ever seen, which is the best <laughs> of the show. Uh, and then we get the MJF bit. Marco Stunt challenged FTR next next week, and in place of Luchasaurus, so it's going to be Stunt and Jungle Boy versus FTR next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes. Also, a very good match, I mm. thought. Not quite as good as, you know, Wardlow versus um, versus Hager, but still a very entertaining match. Uh, shockingly, both of them are very good wrestlers. Um, and yeah, just allowing them to have their time and get their spots in was awesome. Really cool athletic stuff from Seidel. Uh, Cody just like bringing the, the pace down a little bit, a little bit of the Cody show putting with the press ups and stuff through the match. Really, really good. And then uh, he ended up winning with two uh, crossroads and Snoop Dogg was on the outside doing some calling sh- like a baseball match like he was he was calling moves for Cody he, to do he was doing Arn Anderson's role so right. he was sort of you know like 
whispering plays like you should yeah. do this next time you know? mm-hmm. it's it's a fun gimmick uh also snoop dogg rapped did a pre-recorded rap over cody's mm-hmm. entrance music it was all yeah like you said great really solid match really enjoyable match uh, i really i really enjoyed it to be honest uh but it was all a setup for some sports entertainment we've had monster trucks we've had eight-man tags we've had hoss fights now we're going to get a celebrity doing a splash because mm. in the match, Serpentico at ringside, whose entire role, it seems in AEW, is to be hit by errant strikes in the crowd. Is hit by an errant strike in the crowd, wouldn't you believe? And at the end of the match, Cody has jumped by both of them, but uh, I never called him, I even called him Born then. Seidel and Rhodes beat up Luther and Serpentico, which set up a Snoop Dogg top rope sit down splash <laughs> sit down is right step down step forward. down and fall onto him yes i'm not gonna rag on snoop dog too no. much He's not a trained wrestler he shouldn't be able to do an amazing splash um yeah this was what it was i'm i'm gonna be consistent with my views across this i don't care for celebrity cameos in wwe and i don't care for them in AEW. i will say for this one it's not damaging. It's not, you know, it wasn't too intrusive. It was fine. It was a little spot at the end of the match, and that's fine. I just don't particularly care for it. That's all. He didn't then challenge for the top title. Yeah, there's there's that, yeah. And he didn't, you know, make some of your top talent look like jokes or anything like that. He didn't, you know, interfere with a chair in the main event of SummerSlam between Seth Rollins and John Cena. You know, stuff like that that's mm. really weird. He didn't do any of that, but it, it was fine. It took up like a minute. It's whatever. Sports entertained. I loved it. It was fun. And, you know, you're a wrestling promotion. You are schlocky in your very core. You do have to do these sort of weird cabaret media grabbing things sometimes. That visual, Snoop Dogg on the top rope, you can share that around social media. You can put it on the front of websites or or ESPN. You can get coverage there. It's an incredibly smart play. and we all get to say Snoop Dogg went high. Yeah, he did. That he did. A joke in my review. And just, you know, like, you've had all that. I've, I've already talked about the variety so far. Then we got an, a really well done horror match. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Abaddon. Not Abaddon. Did I say it wrong again? I don't know. I'm just saying in general. Abaddon. Um, yeah, she is terrifying. I don't know whether I've been on a podcast to talk about it yet. She is terrifying. God, she's so creepy. Genuinely, it's the most like legitimately scared at a wrestling act that I've been. She is horrifying in a really good way. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. I mean, it even started off really hot. Sheeta coming out and smashing her over the head with the kendo stick. And she just sat up straight away from it. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, the whole biting thing that she's got going on is awesome. I don't know what kind of makeup or thing they're using, but she like she bit Sheeta's leg, and then there was already like loads of like stains and stuff all over her leg immediately. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm into mm-hmm. it. And then there was a little bit where she pulled her under the ring, came out, and you know, blood pouring from her mouth. And Hikaru comes out like holding a neck, massive like wound on her neck. I was like, this is creepy. This is real creepy. Um, yeah, I thought it was yeah, really well done. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Sheeta managed to eventually fight back. Um, she took 
she got beaten up for the vast majority. Um, but uh, she managed to come back, hit her finisher, which I forget the name of. It's the Shining Wizard knee thing, uh, and then wins. Yeah, it was probably the most horror you could do realistically in a wrestling match. Uh, it yeah. never veered into supernatural, which I, I, I personally, I, I prefer. I think that's the perfect balance. Yes, hundred percent. And even, even the commentary were just like, you know, you know, it's solid wrestling technique from Sheeta because there is still a human in there somewhere, kind of mm. thing. They're not saying that she is a monster. She's saying she's a person. She's just a really messed up person. Was it a specific stipulation? That's the only, because uh, you know, you're not allowed to bite people usually. That's why it was under the ring. <laughs> Apart ah. from the leg one. Well, I guess I the guess. back was turned. But, you know, the blood. The blood pouring yeah. from people and the bite marks. Uh, but Ref didn't see it, so it doesn't count. That's how it works. I don't know where these bite marks came from. <laughs> you got blood in your mouth from that. <laughs> no. It's like the it's it's the it's the kid in the kitchen yeah. with the chocolate smeared all around the where's all the cookies gone? Oh, so you're just gonna believe that kid then? That's what the referee did. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that that isn't hypercritical. That's critical. That's a genuine yes. criticism. Just make it uh, no holds barred or something match. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, I thought everyone came across well, and Abaddon lost, but I didn't feel like she lost anything. I feel like she can come back on another day and challenge again. Mm -hmm. uh, Tainara Conti did a, a promo for her NWA title match against Serena Deeb next week. Dark Order all out there. You know, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and uh, Anna Jay. Oh, maybe they win it. Maybe they win it. Wouldn't that be something? Because mm. you could have, if you really wanted to push Dark Order more, we had this, you know, the super elite storyline going on. But... You could have Ty Conti as the NWA champion, and you could have Anna Jay as the AEW women's champion if you wanted to push them mm -hmm. to as kind of like, you know, the forefront of the, the Dark Order backed up by Silver and Reynolds and people like that. I think that's that would be cool. I think, and no, no disrespect to them, but you probably want better workers as your champions because mm -hmm. Sheeta and obviously Dave are fantastic, but uh, Conti and Jay, Jay's like so early on in her career like i think it's, I mean, it's like been wrestling less than a year i think um, she started in 2020 yeah and conti's very young too so you'd you'd have to put them in with with people who could help uh carry the matches but yeah maybe an idea uh but the main event as if we didn't have a brilliant show so far oh my god the mega versus phoenix uh, we've talked about the angle at the end of the show but the, the actual action was, I, I was expecting a schmoz. I thought we were going to get some interference at the end, some shenanigans, Don Callis getting involved, maybe the Good Brothers in the match. No, it was just Kenny and Ray having a banger. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, these two have already faced off several times before, and every time we go, oh my God, they're so good. And I was watching this match going, Oh my god, they're so good. Because I I don't know what it is about the chemistry that these two have. It's the same as like Omega and Pentagon as well. It's genuinely incredible. Mm. Omega just I, I I love a bloody Snapdragon. Snapdragon on the outside, so good. Um, amazing spot. V trigger into a kip up from Phoenix into a super kick. 
it's just, oh man so good like phoenix's athleticism off the ropes is just amazing there's like five hurricane runners a minute it's oh it i, I genuinely don't know what else to say because the spots were so so good i i love this match it's been a while because i generally just watch um uh, SmackDown and sometimes, you know, obviously this week I've watched Raw and all that jazz as well. Um, it's been a while since I've been sitting down and just, I've been literally marking out watching the show that I'm aiming to review. If I'm sitting down and watching a pay-per-view or something, it's a bit different. I'll watch it with a different mindset. But when I'm watching something to review, it's very rare that I'll sit there and be like, oh my God, that spot's mm. amazing. And I'll be like, I was doing that for this match. It was so good. Oh, man. I was a full half hour late today. Uh, on the, you know, I've got quite a tight turnaround in the mornings, and I was half an hour behind schedule because I kept replaying spots mm -hmm. and and showing my lady partner. I was like, "Watch this! Watch this! Have you seen this entrance, North Carolina?" <laughs> and she was like, "What does that mean? Is that where he's from? Is that no? He's from Canada." <laughs> Damn, I've I've really confused her. <laughs> this is this is not not fighting my corner well. But yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, just echo everything you've said, and well, I think it was mostly Phoenix. Uh, not that it wasn't Omega, but Omega was really generous to let Phoenix show all of his spots and really get him over and make him look strong, while Omega lost nothing. And I, I think that's like that's your classic old school heel champion when Ric Flair would go to different territories back in the day and he would make your guy look, you know, your territory's baby face look great. And you'd be like, Oh my God, he's going to win. But ultimately Ric Flair wins, you know, but not in like a frustrating way. Like, ah, oh, damn, he is, he is just that bit better, but next time mm -hmm. our guy can get him. Like, and if, if that's what Kenny's got in his head as this modern day territory system, where he's going to go from promotion to promotion and, and do that with people. It, it really is business changing. Everything they said in November and December is coming to pass. It just didn't happen on the hours after they said it. <laughs> there they, they just gave us a pack return. Spoiled. Yeah. Uh, overall, I, yeah, I think it's one of the best shows they've ever done. Uh, I almost gave it five out of four. But I thought I've never broken a scale before, so I gave it four out of four. Yeah, that would have been controversial. I think it would have been acceptable on the Winter is Coming episode, but maybe yes. maybe not this one. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, it is a 4 out of 4 show. It was amazing. Like, all the matches, there was quite a few of them, and all of them were really good. Or amazing. Yeah, so the angles were great. The matches were great. What else can you say? It's a great show. Brilliant. Uh, well, we'll get to all your hyper chats very shortly. Remember, get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. But first. Uh, the, the music is incoming, folks. The weird music that plays on the live chats at the end of the show. Uh, Producer Rich has just told me. Producer Rich, rather than the cheap pops way we do, can we have like the Hall of Fame music when we do the flag hammers? <laughs> That's really good. And we can just, we won't clap and stuff, but we'll just go, the roller coaster, Robert Acosta. And, and we'll go, that works for every single live stream you do. Do you know what one's not live streamed? It's a SmackDown one, isn't it? It's my one. Oh, you can add it in in post. 
That means I have to edit it. I used to give them Hall of Fame rings. I know you did. I thought that was yeah. a pun. Uh, right, let's do all of your hyper chats. Remember, get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Last few minutes, cool there. Mate S, random thoughts. Number one, Jay White debuts to help Hangman versus <laughs> defeat down the line. One seems to have quit the club and one was exiled. Uh, B, Callis recognizes Kenny as the true world champion, even while on his own Impact show. Just a heel move lessens the Impact title. I think it's just a heel move. It makes a lot more sense for Callus to recognize Kenny because he's affiliated with Kenny a lot more. It makes a lot more sense. I mean, and in in reality as well, AEW's the bigger show out of the two. So like it it makes sense for for um for him and just as a heel as well. Uh, about the Jay White stuff, I would doubt it. I think Jay White is just like a it's a kayfabe, he's quit New Japan, he's not gonna impact this story at all, I wouldn't think. I agree on Jay. I also think you never, never devalue anyone's world title. I think that's quite, even if it's, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, Alan Metz, I think the Young Bucks didn't join Kenny and they come to their senses and it becomes Hangman and the Bucks versus Good Brothers and Kenny. Jam that jam. Happy birthday, corporate birthday. Chop, chop, silver. There's an extra chop in there. I don't. <laughs> chop, chop, silver. Uh, yeah, we talked about that as one of the possibilities. Just another excellent way it can go. Blight mm -hmm. Patterson, with how this is going, you think this could lead to Dark Order versus Super Elite with Hangman being part of the Dark Order, seeing it as seems Bucks may actually go heel and Dark Order seemingly becoming face or at the most a grey area faction. I think that's what I want most right now. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Me too, 100%. Uh, Charles Berg, before I say my only issue with the Abaddon match, here's some backstory. Abaddon. <sighs> I take care of dogs for a living. Some are very aggressive. I've been bit in the face and shoulder. So I can say this from experience, Sheeta would have been pissing blood a bit. <laughs> I, I mean, I th yeah, I, th I think that's the hypercritical stuff. Uh, saying they didn't do enough blood that mm -hmm. wasn't constant enough because she didn't actually bite her. Uh, yeah. Just a little nibble. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, loved the oh Pandals, loved the episode. I did have two small issues. Jericho going back and forth, being face and heel on commentary was confusing. I I disagree. I thought he handled it superbly and and weirdly consistently. <laughs> I know that sounds, I, I yeah, I think it worked. Also, I hated how abrupt the women's championship match felt. Just seemed like it ended quick, and the build was for nothing. It, it did end quick. I'll give you that. There wasn't much offense from Sheeta. It was like, okay, she's hit a move and she's hit a finisher and she's won. But it felt more, it was more like a, it was almost like desperation because Abaddon was so in control and she just managed to hit that one move and win. And if she didn't, she would have been in trouble kind of thing. I think it worked for what they were trying to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Joey the Tyrant. Hello, Mr. Davis and Chopper Pete. I hope the old authority is doing well. We are with the Jam That Champions. I am. If there had to be a different star to the first person to kick out of the one-winged angel besides Hangman, who should it be? Have a wonderful day, Jam That Jam. <sighs> Jungle Boy. I mean, Jungle Boy, you reckon? If It, had, it should be Hangman or Kota yeah. Ibushi, but if it's not. Yeah, Kota would make a lot of sense if it is. Well, he's already kicked out, Pete. Yeah, yeah but in AEW. Mm. 
uh, Carol One's Trekkie three eight six. Hi, Carol. Uh, hi, Ollie and Chop Silver. God. Here is my Omega chat for today. What match are you most looking forward to next week? AEW Night Two New Year's Smash. For me, it's Derby versus Cage. It's going to be the main event. Going to be great. Love the new uh, TNT title. Very classy. Ollie, is it Gable, Corbin, or Ray? Jam that jam. Which one is it? It was none of them, apparently. Mm. Uh, next week's match, yeah, probably Derby versus Cage, but that's more... It's not so much the match I'm looking forward to. Now, match-wise, I'm looking forward to the Super Elite Six Man, but uh, I'm interested to see what Sting finally does, and I think it might be in that match. Maybe. I I, I don't even know if Sting's going to do that much. It might be a baseball bat hit, mm. and maybe that's it, I reckon. Um, I, I think I if memory serves i think it's going to be pack versus eddie kingston and if that's happening that one because I, I i want i want to see that uh marco yeah. talon if you could build a wrestler from the ground up it would look like wardlow not randy orton <laughs> yeah randy Lord yeah. orton's a bit too lanky isn't he a mm, little bit wardlow's big beefy man very athletic very attractive man yeah it's wardlow brett j rasmussen what a way AEW has started off the new year. I marked out so hard with the reformation of the Bullet Club, and I can't wait to see Miro versus Chuck and see Chuck becoming Miro's young boy. Did you know that monster trucks go vroom vroom, Chucker? Chopper? Trucker. Yeah. Chopper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> can't give me two nicknames in one stream. But did you? Did you know they go vroom vroom? I, I have been informed that yes, that is what they do. The Adnat 2, should AEW be joking about Twitch and Cameo when Zelina Vega lost her job over it? Maybe not. I I did think it was a bit late on the whole thing as well. It's like that thing is, not that it's not relevant anymore, but like the news was a while ago. It seemed weird to do a little jab at WWE for seemingly nothing. It wasn't like a resurgence of the story or anything. I think uh, you should be able to sort of make jokes about difficult situations. So I think it's totally fine. Um, some letters in kanji and katakana, which I don't know how to pronounce because I don't know. Actually, I don't know the kanji. Niroko? Niroko? Uh, hey, guys. Didn't get a chance to watch last night. Trump supporters were breaking into my state capital. Anyways, mm -hmm. did you catch Shingo versus Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Kingdom 15? Match of the year candidate. Also hope all is well. I heard England has a new COVID strain. We love those. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the match yet, unfortunately. I haven't managed to see any of Wrestle Kingdom, which I really want to. I think I might see if I can do it this weekend, catch some of the some of the big ones. And that is definitely on the to-watch list. I've seen Shingo Cobb. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen Osprey, uh, Akada, uh -huh. and a few others. But I'm, I'm watching them all tomorrow. Sort of got my mm -hmm. afternoon because I've been nice. catching up on everything after Christmas. Uh, but thank you for the well wishes gazatola of rock and roller i try not to get drawn into the hype and rumors but abushi announcing he's unifying the titles really has me believing the forbidden door has opened on the sly and belt collector omega will be heading back to new japan also kenny versus phoenix oh my effing god yeah i i'd love to see kota getting involved in this story with kenny i mainly because i bloody love kota abushi like mm. so much in the same way that you love Cody Rhodes as a brother, I love Kota Ibushi. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I 
if you're going to have any more history and story to add to it, Kota would be the man to include in this. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be where they're going. It might not right. be this year, but this has got to be the end goal. Mm -hmm. uh, Star Train 24. Ollie had a great Quizzlemania showing last night. Uh, if great is defined like it is in MAGA. <laughs> also, Goldberg will open trying to spear Drew and will get hit by a Claymore harder than any door. Jam that jam. Tattoo that jam. Sorry, phone was ringing. So. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a, a good booking of the Drew match. Darjay. Yes. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat. Dynamite was great. Manix versus Omega versus Phoenix was really good. I felt for Omega on that suplex. Yeah, God, that backflip into the German. Uh, oh. Favorite matches from Wrestle Kingdom: Akada versus Osprey, Naito versus Abushi, Cobb versus Shingo, Ishimori versus Takahashi were all amazing. But it was White versus Abushi for me. I've oh. heard White versus Abushi was amazing. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to watch all of those. Really, uh, right now, maybe Akada Osprey, just because I love Osprey so much. Uh, but I'll get back to you next week when I've watched them all. Bacon Rasher, the love. From the SWAF Nation, we heard from Bacon Rasher earlier, sadly lost someone over Christmas to COVID. The love from the SWAF Nation is amazing. The wrestling community is great, but the WrestleTalk community, you cannot beat. Uh, thanks, everyone in the chat. And thanks, WrestleTalk, for helping and supporting more than you can imagine. <laughs> Hashtag Quizzlemania War Games. <laughs> jam that jam. Wow. Jam that jam. Quizzlemania War Games. I don't Do know. Do we have it on two different channels? Or no, you have two different you have two teams that are locked in shark cages and every so often one gets released to help their teammate out for questions. Ah, so it starts <laughs> with the two people in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe yeah, one people in. Yeah. Uh Blight Patterson. Last question. What WWE wrestler would you like to see in AEW? This can also be a tag team or faction. AJ Styles. Right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, has to be. Like it's it's either him or like Adam Cole. Mm. Those are like the top two, really. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Ah, it's, there's a lot. Finn Balor, any any yeah. major Bullet Club name, <laughs> any Bullet Club people, really. Uh, although you know, actually, Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Steen. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like you. See us home for sure. Some rest talk chats here. The Zornis says, just saying, you have to update your Twitter handle. Qualifies that as a Datsun World problem and. Happy birthday, Chop Silver. It's not my birthday. Thanks, though. <laughs> uh, DX Solo again said, Hi-ho, Chop Silver away. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday and something that Jen has taken out. That's fine. Uh, Charles Berg says, uh, from, my, my, yeah, from my dog care business, my clients always give me sweets from their countries. I'm from Brooklyn, FYI. I finally got to try some British candies. Crunchy... Crunchy rocks and after eight were very enjoyable, but most of the Cadbury stuff was sadly very plain. I suppose if you're used to Hershey's, which uh, you know has the vomit taste, then mm. normal nice chocolate can taste plain. Crunchy rocks? You think that's a stick of rock? It's either a stick of rock or it's like a crunchy bar, or heroin. Could be heroin. Yeah, I you believe you get heroin or crack cocaine in rocks. Mm. Going by what men whisper to me when I walk in Camden. Okay. You want to you buy a rock? Mm -hmm. no, no, thank you. Yep. 
All good. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat comes in again with also another terrible hot take. Happy birthday, Choppy Choppy Silver. Let's mm-hmm. not make that a thing. Let's stop that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, talking Forbidden Door with a Jay White thing. I took his comments as a being legit too banged up from Strong Style. I think he's just going home for a bit. Monster Truck Go Broom Broom. Can we get Monster Truck Monster Go Broom Truck Broom on a t-shirt? Hey, if if people like the Broom Broom, <laughs> maybe that's the authority official slogan. Monster Truck Go Broom Broom. Authority Go Broom Broom. And then oh uh, it'll be a monster truck with all me and you in. Not Louie, because yeah. Louie freaking turned on us. Yeah. Out of, out nowhere. of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Also, we love you, Christopher Jazz Cat. You're our AEW pal. We're only joshing. If anything oh, yeah, yeah. comes off uh, as silly. Uh, we've got one more here. Uh, monochromatic vice says just a helpful reminder to everyone you deserve nothing but love success and happiness if someone tells you otherwise and they can cry and you screw right off also if you are suffering from depression please know that there are people who are willing to listen absolutely i agree thank you very much and if you want sort of like professional help on that uh you can go to wrestletalk.com forward slash support each other and we've got loads of resources all around the world uh, lots of different places sort of mental health charities and organizations that'll be local to you so yeah go and check that out if you're struggling at the moment because it's lockdown again yay Yay! but we'll get through it together we got through the first one this one will be easy so i've got an email here for you mr davis um, it says, hey, Ollie and Luke, uh, you may remember I emailed in a few months ago as I'd seen Quizzlemania 17, then went back and binged the rest. I'm also the chap who insisted to use Rock versus Triple H Backlash 2000 as the match to show newcomers. Hmm. I, I, I'd ask my non-wrestling fan wife to support WrestleTalk and get me some merch for, from the website for Christmas. Well, I'm pleased to say she did a fine job. I not only got me the special edition COVID magazine, oh. but also the Jam That Jam hoodie. I explained oh. the reason behind it but she lost interest. Needless to say, jam that jam. <laughs> Thanks for all the content and keeping mm. me happy through these rough times. Regards, Dave Parker. P.S. Listening to the Christmas show as I type this, it's rubbish, but great fun. Christmas show went down well. Mm. It's the sort of thing like, you know, if, if we were more analytics driven, we'd go, hey, that was good. People like that. And we would make the mistake of thinking people want that every week. And we would do it and we're running I into mean, the ground. It's WrestleTalk After Dark. We, mm. we we do that every month on Patreon. We don't give presents though. That's true. No, that's that. I'm sure that was the main selling point of the Christmas special was the the Secret Santa and not any other stuff we did. Yeah, well, well, we all got each other actually genuinely quite nice things apart from Andy, <laughs> who decided to troll. Was it Louis? He got he got Louis the yeah. sports team he doesn't like and the sports player he doesn't like mm-hmm. andy the master of reading a room mm. uh is yeah got got, got a, a joke gift when no one else did classic andy really and it was still nice me, uh i mean you know like you got me that crap present the year before but andy got me a crap present the year before that mm, he did you, you were on a streak of crap presents yeah. apart from you know when i broke the streak because my present wasn't crap no no, no. Uh, but thank God I got Abby this year. Social media, Abby. You got me a genuinely really interesting book about all the comic book characters that were just dropped. Yeah. 
Have you been reading it? I have because I'm. Yeah. I might use it. I might use yeah. it as, as sort of research in uh in my next story. Oh, I mean, I don't think you've explained on the podcast what your first story is. No, I haven't, and I won't yet. That's under wraps. Okay. But I finished the first draft, like I said I would. Seventy-five thousand words, two days before uh, the year ended. So mm-hmm. I, I dossed, dossed yeah. hard. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, all the way round Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Completed that quickly. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, do you have an idea for your next one then? Because you said you yeah, might use they, it as research. Well, they say they say you should so. First draft of the other one, that's gone in a drawer. I don't look at it for two months. So I get fresh eyes when I look at it and I can go, wow, that's bad. As opposed to like when you look at it maybe two days after and you're like, I'm such a genius. I love everything I've done. Then it becomes harder to self-edit. So uh, they say in the interim, write a short story. So I was like, okay, I'll write a short story. Hey, wrestling. I could probably put that, you know, we've got a magazine. It, It... one way to become a published author is to just have your own magazine. <laughs> Step one, get a magazine. Step and two, I, write. And I pitched the idea. Well, actually, you know what? You know what the bad thing is? I didn't even say the idea. I told the editor of the WrestleTalk magazine, I'm thinking about writing a short story. Is that something the magazine would be interested in? And right away they were like, Yes, yes, I want to please you. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm no, I don't know if it's actually a good idea. I pay everyone. <laughs> well, I think you should maybe write it, wait two months, and see if it's any good, and wait yeah. for you know a couple issues down the line, maybe. Well, should I should I give you the basic idea? You definitely should. Okay. This feels like a podcast exclusive here. It is. I haven't told anyone else other than Anna, and she, going by the expressions on her face, doesn't care. Because okay, her cool. phone comes out when I'm mid-story. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this is important to me. But I can't, mm. I can't look like I care that much. No, of course it's not. a weird dance. Anyway, okay. As a 16-year-old kid, he has been training to be a wrestler for the last couple of years. He is Lucha Danger. That's his character. But we open on him talking to the mask of Lucha Danger, and he's like, I'm too old for this. I need to. I'm I'm 16. I'm I'm going to be leaving school soon. I need to get a real job. I'm gonna. You know what? Tonight, even though it's like a trainee show, I'm gonna pack it in. I'm gonna retire Lucha Danger. I'm gonna kick this wrestling habit. Uh, you know this childish pastime, and I'm gonna grow up. And he decides to do that. He's gonna. This is gonna be his retirement match at the age of 16. And he, he's at the top rope. He sort of second guesses himself. Are you looking at your phone? I legitimately, because someone messaged me. I'm turning oh, it over, so I'm not looking God. at it right now. You're I, a complex. Genuinely, it's because Rich messaged us a thing. So I, it looked important, so I had to check it. But now I'm turning my phone over so I can listen properly. I don't think I can tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to know more about Lucha Danger. can't believe that's like a psychiatrist falling asleep in the session <laughs> with someone who's afraid they're boring hey man that's not fair i can't believe you didn't even do that as a joke 
It was I, a serious thing. I just, it was. I wouldn't normally. It's because it flashed up and it was our editor, Rich, who runs this stream. It's very important for us to check okay. messages from him. Okay, okay. Anyway, he goes, he's doing his retirement match. He does a move. He screws up the move because he second guesses himself. He gets knocked out. Everything goes black. He wakes up in a land called the Kayfabe where all of the dropped gimmicks that anyone's ever had live. And they sort of compete in a battle world to be promoted to the main roster of existence. <clears throat> okay. Um, it's a lot to take in for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it could be fun. It could what, be fun. What, what is that not a good idea? Because yeah. then I get to do like sort of stupid fan fiction comedy yeah. with all the dropped gimmicks of wrestling. Yeah. Heel John. I've got <laughs> Heel John Cena in it. <laughs> He's just called Heel John, though, for legal reasons. Of course. He's really yeah. cynical because he was so. Uh -huh. he was He's so still wearing jorts. Up. Uh, I don't know, actually, because the, the gear he got designed was like the amateur wrestling gear, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. When he was going to turn heel that time. Yeah, that uh, one time. But yeah, the whole he's all about my time was now. And now. Yeah. I and he's really jaded, but he's got a harder <sighs> gold deep down, maybe. Oh, might help him. Might help Danger. Oh yeah, Lucha Danger is now a separate character. So right. So the main character has to sort of deal with this gimmick that they were going to drop. A metaphor for their own childhood. Ooh. Okay. Now, now you're hooking me in. Like the, the thing of you know n knocking someone out and waking up in kayfabe was a bit weird, but I'm I'm in. I'm 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 sold now. That actually sounds pretty good. I like that. Thank um, you. Now it's your turn to check your phone while I explain something. Um, because uh, I did a thing yesterday that I was actually quite proud of. <laughs> um, it was getting creative. Is I shot a sketch video, which I've never done ever. And like I, I wrote out the whole script and everything, got it already over the last few days. And I was like, I think I'm just going to shoot it. Let's just see if I can make it work. And I was really quite proud of it because I, the spaces were really was really tightly confined, and I had to get quite creative with how I lit it and do all the camera angles and stuff. I was playing four different people in the sketch, so I was like, I had to get different outfits and and camera angles and all that stuff for everything and i think it worked all right i'm gonna edit it at some point maybe tonight or tomorrow and we'll see how it turns out quite excited though oh amazing is that a warcaster yeah. thing yes it is yeah what's the uh, what's the sketch idea so it's a a i haven't even got like the proper title down or anything but the the premise is it's a dungeons and dragons party with two monks in it because monks are notorious for thank you for checking your phone appreciate it um monks are notorious oh, for luke's gonna have a tooth taken out on monday and he needs oh wow hour. i think he needs more than an hour yeah maybe sorry I've... all these messages have just yeah out. just so many just racking up out of nowhere yeah monks are notorious for rolling lots of dice in the thing so having two of them right. is much worse so that's the that's the the premise so anyway like videos yeah I'm just What's hoping it's thumbnail? actually funny. I don't know. That's the thing. I've, I've still I've not figured out the title and I've not figured out the thumbnail, which really are the first two things you should really think about. Yeah. But you know, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out later. But the, the the thing I'm most terrified of is putting up and people being like, "Yeah, it was okay." Ah, no, <laughs> or or if someone's like, up. "That wasn't funny." Yeah. <laughs> well, that that will happen. 
one person yeah. will say that. Yeah. Or just like, I don't get the point of this. Where was the jokes or something like that? Mm. It would be like, mm, cool. But I'll, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I think it that went okay. It, excellent. Yeah, it looked a lot better than I thought it would on the framing. So that's already step one. Um, anyway, that's all the time we got for this episode of the AEW podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I'll be back on uh, Saturday tomorrow for the magazine show because Luke is off this week. We're going to have Adam and Denise. Um, they're reuniting for the magazine show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I'm back with Andy for the SmackDown review. And then we're back to normal. Luke's back next week. We're going back to all our normal content. So yeah, look forward to that. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 